You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama, first and ten on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. Uh, I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the, watched the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I ran back to the thing back <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. We're so glad to be with you on this beautiful Monday morning as we get things rolling right here on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100.9 on your radio airways, Martin Houston Radio Network on Facebook. Uh, join the Martin Houston fan page on Facebook. Let's get it rolling. That's right. It is... Week number two, week number one in the books. And as you know, the Alabama Crimson Tide took care of business. Uh, and um, <laughs> uh, to everyone's uh, pleasure, they took care of business the way you hope to see that happen. So we'll be breaking that down. Uh, as we go throughout uh, this morning, as we'll have a little good, bad, and ugly, the key takeaways. We'll also get a little preview into the upcoming game. Uh, what's your What's your thoughts in terms of the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, 2022 edition? Did you see what you needed to see? We also make a take a little jaunt around the SEC. Uh, guys, if you are listening on the radio, I mean on the uh, Martin Houston Radio Network uh, right now, uh, having a little video issue, but we'll hopefully get that worked out. But hopefully audio is coming through loud and clear on both the airwaves and on uh, the network. So uh, stay tuned for more conversation. The phone lines are open and the chat box is both working. So if you want to call us on the Alabama one, Hotline 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline 205-342-9904. You can give us your good, bad, and ugly. Also, if you want to uh, chat us up, you can list it in your uh, chat box. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see 
in the world today. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Um, get things rolling here in just a moment. Uh, we'll, uh, if opportunity presents itself, we'll work in a little Saban audio, but uh, uh, we'll start the conversation off uh, with you guys. With just, hey, what's it? What's your overall uh, takeaway uh, from uh, the, um, the 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 weekend in Alabama? Uh, Alabama completely dominated the game. Uh, was able to make all the plays when they needed to make the plays to win the game. Of course, that's what we were expecting. Able to ha get a shutout, twenty fifth up under Saban. So it just it was a great weekend, you know. I had the opportunity to go to the game with Simeon. Just an overall great experience. Yeah, um, Alabama did exactly what you would want them to do um, against a, a much weaker, inferior opponent. Alabama fifty-five, um, you know, Utah State Aggies zero. Bryce Young doing some really, really neat things. So we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, it's hard to make history at Alabama from the quarterback position with the tradition that Alabama's had, but Bryce Young managed to pull that off on Saturday. We'll talk about what he did. Uh, defense uh, started off the way you want to see a defense start off uh, that has been touted it potentially as the best all time so um we'll 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 break that down but we have super joe on the uh phone lines super joe you're in with the martin houston show with martin and xavier what's on your mind sir hey what's going on hey how's it going marty Mark? how y'all doing now doing good doing good man oh man i was thinking about that game yesterday i thought it was awesome great shut out the defense is most definitely back from now i could i could see that now I tell you, Bryce Young is definitely in the, the run-up for the Hobbs, in my opinion. I mean, and I tell you what, I'm here taking my little Jalen Miro for a minute. Jalen Miro's progressing real good. He's definitely the second string. But, you know, I know people say the, the interception he threw, but this is a rookie, you know. He ain't had that much playing time. So I'm not going to criticize the man when he first just get out there. I mean, I don't want to – you don't want to holler at a guy on, like, on the job like he's been there for 40 years, you know. But um, it's just like, you know, think about it, because Jalen Miro is definitely next man, and he's going to be the next man up when Bryce Young's gone, because I see that man, Bryce Young, I see that man going to the NFL after the end of the season, <laughs> hitting, hitting the NFL draft. If he, if he continues to from bring the, you know, if he continues to produce like he's producing, shoot, okay, and bringing the production like, he, like he's doing, well, Bryce Young going to the NFL after this year's over. Well, that's no question. And the receivers, I'm impressed by them. I mean, they're staying stepped in the all fashion and, the running backs, you know, it's like everything was hitting all cylinders. And I only don't the ugly part I could say is I didn't get a chance to go to the game because my car, my fan motor had tore up on me this past week and it stopped me from going to the game. You know, and I was, you know, but I said, well, and I said like this, you know, I said, I wasn't much as I said, well, don't worry about it. I go, I go, I can pick up against those two of them. But I'm, I'm like, I'm really, you know, I'm really impressed. I said, look, I look at my this is going to be. Well, we got to play Atlanta for Texas. I don't, I don't think Texas is going to be that much harder than Utah State because I just don't see Texas. Texas is nowhere near as physical. And they haven't been the same since we beat them in the national championship 2009. I mean, what's your feel on that? I don't think I don't think they've been the same. 
Uh, well, Texas definitely has not uh, been been at that level uh, since we beat them in the national championship. I think they'll be a little tougher than Utah State, um, but I think that Alabama will will handle their business. I don't think Texas is – and Sarkeesian is ready to compete uh, with Alabama uh, at, at this level. Uh, you, got any, you got anything else for us, Super Joe? I guess I, I guess say like it just said it's gonna be eleven o'clock in the morning game. That's the only all we got. But like I said, we're gonna conduct business. And it's gonna be roll tide. <laughs> roll tide. Thank, thanks, Super Joe. All right, all right. We got Allen. Allen, you're in with the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I just got a couple of comments about it. Um, I watched the LSU game yesterday, and uh, mm. you know, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, Kelly, and I'm, I'm I'm bet he's thinking, man, I wish I could I should have stayed at um uh, at uh, up there at Notre Dame. I'm looking at them; they are the most I've never seen a team at LSU. Well, I guess I could in the past. They are very undisciplined. When you don't when you don't uh, field goals is mental. That's discipline. And when that guy took that shot uh, uh, that hammer to hammer on the sideline, that's that's discipline. And when you got a bunch of undisciplined players, you're going to have a long, long season. The, the, yeah. the difference between them, he realized the difference between them and where Notre Dame, when you got kids that's going to school, it, it's hard to get in Notre Dame. So those kids are disciplined from school books and, and, it, and it filters on the field. When you got kids down there at LSU that I, I'm not going to say, well, uh, that, that, that's undisciplined. That, that probably grew up in an environment where they were undisciplined, and it, and it filters over to on the field right now. And it's going. And until he gets that taken care of, uh, he may be in a Nick Saban rehab program in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, well, I- and my other comment, <laughs> and my okay. other comment was this: uh, uh, Do you think that Bryce Young, about all the quarterbacks Alabama had, that he's probably the, the best one ever? And I'll hang up and I'll listen to your comment. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll. we'll, we'll respond to that. X, I'll let you go first. First of all, you may come in on the LSU game and then you can um, Bryce Young, the answer to Bryce Young question. Yeah, it was a little heartbreaking for LSU. You know, you drive down the field, go 99 yards in a minute and 20 to have the chance to tie the game and you you have that extra point blocked. And also having a field goal blocked early in the game that co- they ends up costing punt. you. Uh, and but, two muff punts. Yeah, and two muff punt. So uh, he's got to do something about those special teams. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of undisciplined play from LSU. Uh, the the guy, Gay, who hit the quarterback. I mean, if that wasn't textbook targeting, I don't know what is. Yeah, and the, and the crazy part about the targeting is, I mean, I, I told Sim, I said, B, you hit somebody like that, they can't score a touchdown on the play. Uh, he, he, he uh, you know, I, I still hate the, that was targeting, and he should have been targeted. I still think it's the stupidest rule ever that that play, that targeting gets you kicked out of a game, and and if it's in the second half, the first half of the next game. These kids are not targeting like his man. He, he even with that, he he still wasn't. You know, it was just a stupid play. But I don't think there was anything malicious in terms of I'm I'm trying to hurt this guy and put him out of the game, etc. 
Uh, he, he he made a stupid bonehead play. He should have been a penalty. Uh, what's the difference in that and hitting a guy out of bounds? I mean, when a guy is out of that bounds, most of the time he's defenseless, and you only get a 15-yard penalty and you keep playing. The severity of it, if the NFL can figure out how to do it and limit the number of targetings without throwing players out, the NCAA eventually is going to have to change that rule. I think it's the stupidest rule ever. Um, and then we can say the Bryce Young comment for the other side. I got a couple callers as well. We'll get you uh, in on the other side. Curtis Moore II, uh, giving his good, bad, and ugly. He got good. Trayshawn Holden, bad. Ja'Cory Brooks play, ugly. Uh, consistency of the running game wasn't good, although there were a few explosive running plays at times to cover the inconsistency stat-wise. So we'll continue the conversation right here on the Martin Hughes Show with Martin and Xavier. Uh, we are looking for you to let us know right now. Uh, America in your new Burton Campers RV. Be certain with Burton. Burton Campers at exit 231 on I-65 in Calera. Nobody sells RVs for less. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, a few showers and thunderstorms are likely today and tonight. The high today, 83. Tonight's low, 68. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms around. The high at 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. Glad to have you with us this morning as we get things rolling. Coach Nick Saban having a lot to say after the game. Uh, we'll get to some of that audio here in a moment. But for now, we'll continue the conversation with you on the Alabama One Hotline at 205 342 9904. Let's welcome in Pat into the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, Martin. Man, uh, hey, wasn't that, uh, did you get to see what Deion Sanders said about his uh, grandma? I did not. Well, yeah, it's uh, uh, top first topic on, on my telephone right now, as far as on Google goes. But, uh, hey, you want to listen to it because. Hey, it, it, it brought tears to my eyes, and uh, that uh, so it was uh, extremely emotional. But anyway, I want to talk about good, bad, and ugly. Oh, uh, you know, I realize that uh, it was you know, a little bit of an uh, issue there with that punter that uh, 
But man, the good out of Bryce looked special. Oh, I think I think that was uh, Heisman-esque enough to keep him in the conversation. Do y'all both agree? Eggs. Yeah, when you look at he, he, it was the second lowest passing yards he had as a starter, but he only played uh, a drive into the third quarter. But yeah. five touchdowns, he breaks a hundred yards rushing. As it was mentioned earlier, making history at Alabama at any position is is amazing in today's era, just because of the history of Alabama. First quarterback to have five passing touchdowns and a hundred rushing yards in it. Oh, yeah. You there? Yeah, uh, uh, okay. five uh, hundred yards rushing. So just a very, very impressive start to the season. So almost 300 yards and six touchdowns, which is where we talked about he needed to be uh, at the end of this game to really still be the front runner. Yeah. I, I was watching him from the north end zone, and uh, – there in that first drive, he made people miss getting to see how the play develops is a whole lot different than watching it from the side. And, uh, I, it, I mean, he made some absolutely incredible moves and how he was able to contort his body, uh, to, to make those people miss. I mean, was very impressive. Oh, uh, do you not think, Martin? Yeah, Pat, well, you know, TV has ruined what we think are great football tickets if you really want to watch a football game. End zone seats are actually, if you want to, if, if you want to give a, a valid opinion of what happened in a game on a play and, and see everything at once, um, end zones are the best seats. You don't, you don't see teams, teams breaking down film, um, from a sideline copy when they're getting deep, they want the end zone copy. Uh, when I studied film, I studied the end zone copy because I could see uh, where the gaps were. I could see how they scraped. I could see how they filled, you know, and you, you can see whether or not they like to take on a hit head on or do they step to the side. You don't see that from a sideline view. So, so yeah, Pat, I know we've made 50-yard line tickets the best tickets because you get to see both sides of the field. But a lot of times when we're making judgments on, well, man, he should have made this cut, we don't see everything that they see. Uh, but from the end zone, you, you can. And, and I, I watched even announcers this weekend, and it's so sad, Pat. Uh, announcers going, well, he should have threw it to this guy. This guy was wide open. That guy was wide open because the quarterback – was looking to the other side and the, and the, and and he pulled the trigger and threw it to the side he was looking so that DB was was coming off of that guy while the ball was in there that guy wasn't wide open when a quarterback made his decision to throw the ball I saw that happen with some announcers uh, several times I mean it's just sometimes I think some of these guys uh, be talking just to be talking and Greg McElroy uh, last night did it as bad as anyone. Uh, when he said LSU should have just let um, Florida State score and go down by two touchdowns and try to win a game and try to get two touchdowns uh, in two minutes and 15 seconds versus fighting and ended up getting a turnover. Uh, it was just, you know, just stuff like that. 
Anyway, Pat, I got another call. You got anything before I let you go? Uh, no, man. Everything's wonderful. But uh, right. I just hope, I just I, I, uh, I just want to get a W. One point win against Texas would be great for me. Yeah, All I right. think we'll get more than that, but hopefully at least one point win. That's All right. right. Have a good one. W. All right. Have a blessed one, Martin. Bye bye. All right. Next up in uh, with the Martin Houston show, we have uh, Robert from Mobile. Robert, you're with the Martin Houston show. Martin, is Avery, what's on your mind, sir? Hey, man. Uh, we beat Texas by only one point. Uh, <laughs> that won't sit well with a whole lot of Alabama fans the next, day, next Monday. So it's a nice sentiment there, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you want to do better than that against Texas. Let's take a turn out to be this magnificent powerhouse that you weren't expecting. Then that'd be okay. Um, yeah, if we if we beat Texas uh, by one point, um, Georgia might just jump us. Yeah, they yeah they would deserve a lead. I think Georgia, Georgia, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think Georgia is jump us. So uh, even though they're just playing, I think like Sanford or somebody. They don't mind Georgia jumping us now. You know, <laughs> who wants to carry the brand in number one team the whole season? No, I don't. Hey, uh, yeah, when you call us, ask us, uh, Bryce Young the best. I'll give you my two cents now. Uh, yes, if anybody starts a conversation with the best quarterback in Alabama history, in my opinion, and doesn't end with the name of, start with the name of Bryce and end with the name of Young, I don't think you're talking about the best quarterback. Uh, yeah, he does think I've never seen an Alabama quarterback do uh, cons- on a consistent basis, so that's my opinion. Uh, the guy was right about, uh, uh, Curtis Lewis, I think he's right about your good, bad, and ugly. I totally agree with that. And uh, Trayshawn Holden, he, he looks like he's going to take it to the next level. Now, yeah, there was I mean, one play where Trayshawn was wide open, and now that was just a miss on you. He was wide open. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the on team drop a pass. Guys, you know, I'd say, you know the, the one pass that he didn't drop Bryce didn't connect on, which is what, one half foot out of bounds? <laughs> and the yeah. other boss is a touchdown? So he's like he's going to take it to the next level. Yeah, he, he he looked big time. I mean, it's hard to believe that. And, 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 and so for me, Curtis, I mean, uh, Robert, I quickly go, okay, did that guy improve that much last year, from last year to this year? Or did we as coaches at Alabama not do what we needed to do? Did, did, did that guy, did, is he that much improved? Or is Utah State that bad? One of the two. Because that guy looked like looked like an elite receiver, yeah. who couldn't have helped us last year. I'm just asking the question. I don't know that because I I I, I would I, I try not to say we would have beat Georgia if what's the name hadn't got hurt. I think we would have beat Georgia if we'd had our receivers better ready to play, other than the starters. Yeah, yeah, and that uh, you know the, the uh, part of the game. And Alabama did not prepare for injuries in the wide receiver position last year. The last time we left our receiver then was uh, in the last year, and not getting new guys in. It was was bad on the OC part, and I guess everything ultimately is Nick Saban. But yeah, the, so uh, the the offense going to better learn from it this year. Uh, well, real quick, it, you, uh, it looked like they learned because they were rotating guys in and they were subbing guys. More yeah. guys played, more guys yeah. played Saturday than I think I've ever seen play for an Alabama team so, under Nick Saban. 
and her band hopefully takes her better be the same way. Hey, uh, and real quick about the running back. Uh, yeah, uh, Jameer Gibbs is definitely just like he's. I mean, the, when he when he had his opportunities, I mean, the, the, the talent just uh, was just oozing out. And like Curtis Blue said, the, uh, the trouble is blocking, especially early in the game wasn't enabling him to do that. We were looking to see if, you know, uh, Utah State pushed around more. I, I really need really to see them pushing around the Utah State so that, okay, you, you, you only get 150 or 100 yards against Georgia. 150 against Georgia, fine, because that's Georgia. You better be pushing around the Utah State early. I mean, the, the, those teams, you better be pushing around. We better get to where we can push those teams around routinely. Did we run the ball consistently enough with the first team to – to really know what type of running blocking we have and run game we have, see, I don't think times I did. Yeah, times I did see it. Yeah, you're right about it, but it looks like it was uh, it wasn't enough. No, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I'm gonna say. I mean, I, I I know we didn't. I mean, I was I I was expecting more explosive plays, but I don't know that we really committed ourselves to a a, a running game with the first unit. Um, you know, um, how, how many plays did they really play? I think we had ended up with like 37, uh, I think it was what, uh, 32 rushing attempts. Um, and a lot of those were, you know, second half. Uh, and then they were just mixed in. So I, 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 I wanted to see more, but I'm not yet ready to – to, to, to dog it, there was some there was some things that I want to see out of the O line, uh, but if if you take the critique we have, Georgia had the same issue we have. Did you watch the Georgia game? No, well I wasn't able to. I went to the I actually went to the Alabama game, so I wanted to watch the Georgia game. I just, and I wanted you guys' yeah. opinion on uh, what you thought Georgia looked like. What I'm saying is is Georgia had I, I haven't looked at their statistics, but man, you're watching that game, and you're like. Man, Georgia's not going to run the ball, and and they they had a couple rush touchdowns, uh, so you might you might be deceived. All of the rush touchdowns were uh, reverses uh, with the slot guys and the receivers, and one of them was a running back that lined up in the slot. And uh, Milton, I think they pitched it to him, but as far as just lining up running the ball, they didn't do it either. They threw the ball all over the field and had some. It, you know, a couple big runs that may have helped their stats as well. So it was an interesting day, uh, but it would still be the, the the question mark I had going into the season. Robert was this offensive line, and I still have that. Yeah, um, I do too. But okay, yeah, I'll hang up and listen to the rest of you guys' comments. But again, Gibbs looks like I mean, the, the skills are there. Gibbs is, is definitely as 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 well as good as advertised. So that's good to yeah. see. I, I would agree right, with man. that. Hey, coming back on the thanks, thanks, Robert. Come back on the other side. Uh, we'll get into our good, bad, and ugly, and our takeaways from the game. And we'll come at Jameer Gibbs definitely. Um, that he, he in that one play, he showed what he brings to the table. Is there more? We definitely hope so. We'll talk about it right here on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier, and we can do that because of great folks like Alabama One, Alabama One. Uh, your one source for all your financial needs. If you're looking to get a new car or truck, vehicle, uh, we have a great promotion going on right now that will allow you to get lower terms, I mean, a low, lower rates and or extended 
terms. Go to alabamaone.org, click apply now, and we'll get you more buck for your truck, more cash for your car, or we'll get you in that low interest rate as low as 1.99. It's Alabama One, Alabama One, one together. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard. We want to make sure that we give that to them each and every time they come and visit us. The sense of pride that we have in the quality and the consistency of our food carries over to everything we do in the stores. That's Taco Gossip. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. I, I look at how we ran the ball more as okay we had an explosive run Jameer Gibbs Bryce had an explosive run on a scramble alright but what was the down in and down out consistency in terms of how we were successful at gaining three, four, five yards of crack that wasn't what it needed to be. So um, that's something that we need to improve on. All right. That's Coach Nick Saban uh, giving his run response to uh, the run game. And uh, I think he kind of concur with the three of us uh, as far as the running game. Uh, had moments of uh, explosive plays. Um not a lot of, um, um, you know, good plays, I would say. Um, but, you know, to me, a running game is, is about consistency. It's about consistency in the play calling. Um, it's about consistency in the blocking. Uh, and it's about consistency in making the correct reads. Um, so I, I think there were, there's several areas or opportunities to improve the running game. Am I worried? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Um, 
X, you hit me right off the bat, started a game about did I see the offensive line, and I did. Uh, wasn't sure what you were talking about there, but talk 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 a little bit about your your opinion of the the running game and consistency or inconsistency. Yeah, well, to start the game, of course, Nick Saban hit on this as well. Mil Ikior missed practice essentially all week. So uh, Javion Cohen got to start at left guard, and they moved Kendall Randall off of the right guard. So that might have played a little bit in. But the running the running backs didn't have a ton of carry. You're looking at nine carries from Gibbs, had 93 yards, that 58-yard run, where he actually didn't go down. <laughs> um then you yeah, look he, at, it, was down, it was down when they replayed it. It didn't look like he was, was down it? live. Okay, uh, but but he his 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 uh, shin hit the ground. But it was okay. smart to keep running. It, he made the official that was right there on the play have to make a call. <laughs> so, okay, but, but he did actually go down. Then you turn around and you look. Jace only had uh, five carries, and Roydale only had uh, three carries. So from the top. Three running backs, you're only talking about 17 carries over the course of the game. And, and each one of them averaged how many yards? Well, I didn't even look at Jason. What you call it? Jason uh, had yards. five for 26, and Roydale had three for 15. So, so you're talking what, about 140 something yards on 17 carries? Yeah. So, so yeah. It, it, it looks a lot better than what it did. Um, and then, of course, Bryce having 100 yards rushing, which Hey, he finally took off running when he, he had the opportunity, which was something that a lot of us wanted to see last year. So if that's an added aspect of the rushing game, it's, it's even more impressive uh, when you look at those numbers overall. So, yeah, I, yeah. They, they, they looked good, but they just didn't get a ton of carries. But as the season goes, when we get tougher competition, they'll get more touches, wear the defense down more, and you'll see bigger plays in the run game. Joe, you have any thoughts on Saban and his consistency statement? No, I think that uh, he's, I mean, I think he's right. Uh, but I also think he's also looking for something to uh, paint as a negative in the game. Uh, I, I think Utah State kind of tried to play it as best they could. But you you, you have the be the big runs from Jace, and then uh, Bryce breaks you on a couple scrambles. Uh, I, I mean, I, th I also think that Xavier uh, makes a really great point. There wasn't a whole lot of chances to get into a rhythm on the running game with the with, yeah. the, with the big passes and the, the positive field position most of the night. Uh, I don't know that there was a whole lot of chances to kind of uh, get into one of those 12-play drives where you're running the football a lot. Yeah, and that, that's where I, I would look at it. Like I said, you, you look at it from a, the starter standpoint and the starters only playing, you know, uh, Curtis Lewis said that they play a quarter in a series. That's all Bryce played, and then I think the other starters made. Offensive line played a little bit longer, which is not surprising as well, just because them big hog mollies have to, you know, they had they had to work on their conditioning a little bit more uh, probably than the other guys. But I, I would say that, uh, that you know, um, even though I wasn't disappointed with the run game because, like I said, you just didn't get to see a lot of it, um, I would say that, that, and I'm pulling for him, but um, Randolph has some work to do. Um, it, 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 you know, uh, we can't go through a whole season of trying to figure out, 
whether or not you know we got a better guy behind him. So he either is going to have to step up his game this week, uh, or you're going to see Cohen back in there. Um, you know, you could see Cohen back in there by this week. Uh, I think we're a different run team on that right side when Ikior and Latham are playing the entire game. Uh, that's two big old boys, um, and I think they're uh, I think they're maulers, uh, and, and so I, I would expect to see you know the run game improve this week. But that 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 would be my biggest concern. Uh, Saban had something to say about Jason, and, and for me there was there was a couple thing thing about Jason. Um, what else did I want to hit on? But uh, do you have that audio from Saban regarding Jace? Um. You know, I usually save my comments for the players till we watch the film. And we like to reinforce positive performance. And I thought Jace did some really good things in the game. But we also make corrections when guys don't do it, things exactly the right way. And to be honest with you, with all that's going out there, you know, I see guys make good plays. I see them make big plays. But sometimes I don't see who's making the errors, whether we're blocking the wrong guys or playing the wrong gaps on defense or whatever, which you see that very clearly in the film. So, um, you know, we're, Jace played really well for us last year. And uh, he's certainly come back from his injury and done really, really well. And it's good to see him get out there and be able to play again. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I I like to get your guys' thoughts on Jace. Just just you know, like Saban says, it's when you go back and watch film, um, you we we don't tend to see uh, very many mistakes when we're watching it live or uh, on television. Uh, but just right off the bat, what's your initial thoughts on Jace McClellan? Uh, we know he. He, he's a solid, solid, solid running back, and he looks to be back in form from last year. He looks like he's gotten a little bit bigger. Um, it's kind of hard to look bigger when you go from a 21 to 2, but he definitely looked it just in the stands. Um, but, no, I think he had a, a solid performance, you know, two catches, two touchdowns, uh, added tw another 20-something yards on the ground. He took advantage of his opportunities and looked good doing it, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I agree with I agree with what, what Xavier just said. I think he looked uh, he he looked like he w didn't miss a step. He looked a little different in that number two jersey, but he looked good wearing it. Uh, he was he was open in the pass. I mean, he the, his passing touchdown was like cake. He could, he could it was really easy. Uh, <laughs> receiving excuse me, receiving touchdown was like cake. But uh, I I think he looked fluid out there, and that's what you want to see with a guy coming off of a, a, a knee injury. And, and you just nailed it. If you hadn't told me this kid had had a knee injury uh, from from uh, last year. I would have told you this is a young man that went to the weight room. Uh, Xavier, I think you need to describe bigger. He didn't look bigger. He looked more muscular and athletic, but he looked leaner um, from from television. He looked like like he, he looked like a guy said, "I'm going to take this high school body and I'm going to turn it into a man bot." Uh, man, not the man bot like you see on social media, but. <laughs> but, but but he just Joe. I would use the word you used. Man, he looked fluid. He looked smooth. And I'm going. I see why. Because because you and I both asked the question, Joe. 
how was it? Was it that was it that Trey didn't step up his game in the offseason? Or how do you have two guys come off of knee injuries and then they still come back in front of the guy? They both look better. Then the last time I saw Jace on the field and the last time I saw Rodell on the field, Rodell looked leaner. He looked more yeah. muscular. I mean, they both, and, and I don't know if it's just the number or or is it that, that these guys, man, they went to work. And, and, and I've seen that happen to guys before where they've really not, never had to push themselves, Joe, Xavier, in, in the weight room because they've always been better than someone, everybody else. And then they all of a sudden find themselves where they're behind and they have to really work in the weight room. And I saw two guys. That had you not told me they had knee injuries, I would I didn't see anything about their game that was hesitant about waiting. They they actually look smoother, more fluid, more athletic, and and I'm like I didn't see a whole lot of difference between Gibbs and and, and Jace. When if I if you switch the numbers, I didn't see a whole lot of difference. I think had you given Jace that carry that that. Um, Gibbs uh, almost took to the house. You got the same result uh, from Jay. So I was really impressed with those two guys and knowing what type of injury they had, how hard they at work. Any closing comments before we get to break? Come back. We're going to talk about those wide receivers. Both of you guys nailed that uh, as well. But And we'll get to, to our caller. Anything before we go to break? Nah. All right. Coming back on the other side. That's what we're going to be talking about. We'll get a caller into the show. Uh, you can join it, 205-342-9904, and we have to talk about the wide receiver. And, hey, guys, we haven't even got our good, bad, and ugly uh, or our key takeaways, but we're going to be here all week, uh, and we'll keep it going right here on the Martin Houston Show. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you America and your new Burton Campers RV. Be certain with Burton. Burton Campers at exit 231 on I-65 in Calera. Nobody sells RVs for less. Hello, this is Martin Houston with Awakening. The team and I would like to invite you to this monthly community-wide praise and worship service featuring intimate worship and powerful preaching of God's Word. Please join us at the link that's 610 Watermelon Road, Northport, Alabama, or watch online at Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. That's Awakening, powered by Empowerment Ministries, the third Thursday every month at 6.30 p.m. Please pray for us and join us if you can. COVID-19 has disrupted our lives, but it won't have the last word. We will. Across Alabama, thousands are getting vaccinated to protect themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, 
also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. Sponsored by the ADPH, the ABA, and this station. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and X's and O's Sports Xavier Houston. You're back in with the Martin Houston Show on this uh, Monday Labor Day uh, for all of those who are. Uh, gonna get to take the day off. Well, we say enjoy your Labor Day. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, but we're working right here on Tide 100.9. It's the Martin Hughes Show with Martin and Xavier. Uh, so glad that you all have gotten up with us uh, this morning. Um, Joe's gonna be with you uh, up until noonday. So uh, stay tuned for five hours of what did you call it, Joe? What did you say you're going to have going on all day? Hey, well, a couple of Joe's just going to take over inside the locker room <laughs> and the Gary Harris show. So we'll have a little hodgepodge, kind of see uh, what we can do. I know Xavier might have been planning on coming up here, so we'll get him involved in the party. I know Parker Lane is going to be here, Mason and Kim Rankin. I've got a new segment that I'm going to roll out on Monday. So SEC senseless sound. We'll hear uh, all the silly things the coaches said after the games. We'll talk can about you, Can you put this? Can you put the announcers on there too? Oh yeah, yeah. I can start working in working in some announcers. Uh, this week's uh, edition is going to feature Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, Kirby Smart, Brian Harson, Billy Napier, and Josh Heupel. All right. <laughs> Sounds like you got a fun show lined up. Hey, let's get to get to uh, in a full day. So uh, y'all stay tuned all day. Uh, help Cup of Joe curious. Uh, throughout the morning up to noonday. Hey, Tom, you're in with the Mark the Houston Show at Martin and Xavier. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. How are y'all? Hey, good, good to hear from you, Tom. Yeah, enjoy the show. Schedule's uh, changed a little bit, but I'm off today. I can call in. <laughs> That's awesome. We're glad to have you. Uh, you know, i got a question for uh, the two of you, though. Uh, you know, when we first came out on our first uh possession on offense um the the defensive line of utah state kind of gave us a little bit of problem there early on but i wanted y'all to speak to the adjustments we made with the offensive line you know right after that we kind of seemed to get our groove going and uh was able to produce a lot of a lot of uh good stuff on offense but i wanted y'all to talk about that was did did you notice that was that a uh, a thing that uh, that you picked up on how we made the adjustment with the offensive line. Well, I, I think that adjustment is probably twofold. Um, one is uh, when you go into a game like this, and uh, and you know you heard. I think Saban even may have said something about it. They they we didn't do a good job with their uh, loops and stunts, uh, and that was their whole plan. I mean, they, it was a couple times where they don't. I don't even think they had a down lineman or maybe one, uh, 
and and so they were trying to trying to you know do a lot of looping, stunning, twisting. And I don't know that you can prepare for that because teams put in those things during the summer, especially for the first game. So we had no film on it. Uh, I think number one, and then the other one, um, <clears throat> you know, the um, the other side of it is that uh, you know you didn't have Emil Ikior in there and Cohen, and when you do a lot of looping and stunning communication, it's just like telling you know in basketball, if 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 you take two guys and put them in different spots the communication is not as good on like screen plays and, you know, and how you play the pick play. One guy plays it over the top. One guy plays it underneath. And I think we saw some of that in that first drive or so, but I think we did absolutely adjust our communication and got our starters back in there. And plus we saw it on, we now we had it on film and we saw what they were doing. This game, you got to remember this was their second game of the season in Alabama's first so they had had a whole game to kind of get into a groove of things against UConn the week before. So first, first snap of the game of the season versus second game of the season. Uh, so the first drive was a little shaky. Offensive line kind of figured things out. And then once again, that wasn't the plan starting offensive line coming into the season. I think uh, Cohen and Randolph did a serviceable job in there together, but once Ikior came back in in the second quarter and Randolph went back over to the left side, the offensive line did play a lot better through the course until the twos came in. I, I still think that I still think our best five includes Cohen. Um, Without a doubt. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Anything else from you, Tom? No, I just want to get y'all's take on that. Yeah, I, thought I agree with you though. They, they—that's what they did in that first drive a couple times, where they, they got some guys running free. A couple of them, uh, uh, six-zero whiffed, uh, uh, and one time uh, there was supposed to be like a, a pass-off, uh, handoff really is, is what you what you call it, uh, where the two guys have one and. They both kind of thought the other one was going to get it. So, and I think some of that was, like I said, Utah State more than uh, us not, you know, I mean, us not having played a game of Utah State having played a game. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you, Martin. Appreciate it. Um, hey, guys, uh, real quick, uh, X, you want to, uh, and we can save good, bad, let's just save good, bad, and ugly. I know everybody will talk about it. We'll, we'll kick our good, bad, and ugly to tomorrow. Uh, what's your, what was your, um, no, I'm going to give you guys – I got to give you guys props. 1-1. One, one. <laughs> I, I, and I'll just say that and let you guys talk. Yeah, Trayshawn Holden played at another level. Um, yes, it's Utah State, but a lot of people were doubting this young man and what he would be able to do, and I think he came out and played a heck of a game. You're talking about literal inches from having a three-touchdown game he ended up being the leading receiver, five catches, 70 yards, two touchdowns. was really impressive uh, in his first start. Mr. Joe? Yeah, we. I mean, I just – I was just pulling for him to, to kind of have that emergence over the summer. And it seems like, I mean, through one week he, he's done that. He shows uh, that he can be the man. He's a big-bodied receiver and re really uh, it was hard to tackle. He, he, he made – 
I mean, not the most difficult catch on the slant uh, for his first touchdown, but not an easy catch either. And then uh, he shook off a defender for the second touchdown, and, he, and Xavier's exactly right. I mean, he's a he's a big toe away from 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 having that third touchdown. So hopefully he can continue it and, and be be a dangerous weapon in the passing game and make X and I look very smart the rest of the year. <laughs> and you know what's interesting. It's funny how people will give some guys credits for how they play against the Utah State, and then they'll they'll caveat, well, Treshawn did that against Utah State. Well, Bryce Young did his against Utah State too. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. But we see we've seen uh, Bryce Young do it against big competition. I'm not ready to give Treshawn uh, the next elite receiver because I think w- coming out of that game, you had to say our first three showed themselves to be legit um and like i said martin can last, I jump in real quick right there and just ask you i had a buddy last night say oh when i watched the alabama game and now he wasn't a bama fan he was just he was in our fan in a fantasy football draft that i was in late when i watched the bama game y'all got everything going except for your your wide receivers look average what well, well, I, I didn't even push back because <laughs> i just was like okay uh you need to add that to uh senseless stuff that was said over the weekend as just a special uh, entry. That is so stupid. I mean, now I'm not saying that, that uh, all I can tell you is Burton has already played big time football, okay? Kobe Prentice looked like he's going to, he looks as good as any of the other slot guys we've had that have been elite. And as you said, Trey Shun is a big body guy, but what impressed me more about Trey Shun guys was his fluidity. He looked smooth. He didn't look 6'3", 6'4", out there. He looked like a, a a guy who has great hips, great feet, and his hands are good. So I expect him to continue to be better, and I just expect the timing to get better and better. And then you had some other guys even step up. I mean, uh, what was his name? Was Isaiah Ball. Uh, no, was it Law that caught the – which one of them caught the ball – uh, that ran down the sideline to play that got called back. Uh, 17 or 19, I can't remember which one it was. Bond. Uh, it was Bond. Yeah, I mean, they all look good. Um, you know, and, and so it's, it's just, it's, 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 it was awesome to see this team play. I know we didn't have a lot to get to, but Kobe Prentice uh, lived up to the uh, freshman hype. Trey Sean Holden lived up to the newfound expectations and Burton seemed like him and Bryce kind of have a connection. So uh, there's a lot to get to. We'll get to it right here on the Martin Houston show. As we move throughout the week, we'll have our good, bad and ugly tomorrow. We'll have our key takeaways. We'll add DC capstone report to the conversation. Hey, you stay right here for the rest of the morning. A uh, cup of Joe is taking over uh, this morning, and I'm sure he's going to have a whole slew of Bama uh, interns and, and add-ons and, and people helping him. Uh, good luck, Joe. Uh, we'll catch you on tomorrow. Thanks, hey, this is the Mark Houston Show. Thank you for being a part of it. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding, all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your, direct your path. Roll tide out there, everybody. Have a great day. And kudos to the Bama Nation. Hit your five zero. Texas, you're next.
Adiós.